This week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts, helping podcasters get their shows off the ground, up and running, and sounding great. Professional podcast production at extremely affordable rates. Do yourself a favor if you're thinking about doing a podcast, but you don't really have a whole lot of time to manage the editing, the posting of the show, and making it sound as good as possible. Uh, go to prettyeasypodcast.com because they'll help you do it at a great rate, and it doesn't matter what your show's about. It could be a sports show, a food show, business. It could be a show about extremely rare birds. Doesn't matter. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com, and they'll help you get your show off the ground, up and running, and sounding great today. Whatever your passion is, Pretty Easy Podcast is ready to help you enjoy it even more. Everybody has a podcast these days, right? Get in on the fun and go to Pretty Easy Podcast dot com today or just email them to get started at pretty easy podcasts at gmail.com pretty easy podcast making podcasting uh well pretty easy i watched jim zorn play for the seahawks an expansion franchise i was totally captivated with his style of play he was innovative he was creative uh, he did all those things as a player that we want to do as a lead. We're going to be doing something brand new that nobody has seen before. Brand new team, brand new lead. You know, the game's going to be football, which I'm also excited about. When I first started here, the fans were just really enjoying the game. I used to play all my games uh, in Air Force One basketball shoes. The fan here is uh, pretty sophisticated. They know the game. Playing man coverage with an, uh, a hard inside technique. Each team will give, be given an opportunity to establish some traditions and some meaning. Uh, an offense, a defense, certain personalities. That's what I'm looking forward to as well. I want these guys to go out and feel like they are really expressing their talent. Uh, that's really the job of the coach. It's not to conform them to me. I don't want them to have my, you know, wait a minute, you don't hold the ball like me, you can't play. Quarterbacks create differently. Then they have to develop. When they get here, they have to be able to want it and get it and commit to it. This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. If you smell what the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL. Welcome, football fans. This is the week of March 3rd, 2019. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. I'm Vince. And I'm Bryant. This week, every league wishes it was called the XFL. The XFL at the NFL Combine, and Jim Zorn gets announced as the head coach general manager of XFL Seattle. This is episode 58 Zorn to be wild. Now, guys, we've known it. It's finally official. Jim Zorn is the new head coach of XFL Seattle. General manager as well. 
I think all that's left for us to do to start this show to celebrate that is for Jake, Vince, Bryant. Can you give us three cheers for Jim Zorn as the new XFL head coach in Seattle? Hip, hip. <laughs> Hooray. Three cheers. Hip, hip. Hooray. Hip, hip. Hooray. Hip, hip. Jim Zorn, baby. Zorn <laughs> to be wild. Zorn had the enthusiasm like he did in that, in that man. And, and it's wholesome. And you can't fake that kind of enthusiasm, yeah, for sure. (laughs) So we're going to talk about the press conference recap it a little bit. Also, we have the next head coach press conference announced uh, for next Tuesday with Tampa Bay getting their head man in charge. And also today we will examine some news that came out about bonuses for future XFL players, potential bonuses, and also uh, uh, more clarity on the tiers of, of player pay. Very interesting stuff coming out on that end from the NFL Combine this week. 724-565-4XFL is the number to call if you ever want to leave us a voicemail or ask a question. And uh, it's open 24-7, 365. And we get calls all the time. We get tweets at XFL Show on Instagram, Facebook as well. And last week, uh, you know, we, we talked a whole lot of Jim Zorn in preparation for the press conference. We talked... A lot about the the Pep Hamilton press conference recapping it. We looked ahead to your call football, and we also went into some of the news that Oliver Luck broke about extra points and stuff. So last week's show was very fun. We got some reaction. Uh, a lot of people were, were saying, don't twist what they were saying about the extra points. It's not completely clear. Calling it a nine-point touchdown, Jake, isn't necessarily the right thing to do, and we... You know, there's some argument over whether or not there will be kicking involved in extra points in the XFL or not. Uh, I I think some people think that one points are going to be actually done from the two-yard line without a kicker. Uh, I don't remember that being explicitly stated yet, at least by Oliver Luck, but that might be right. But a lot of reaction to that in particular from last last week's show, Jake. Uh, What are your thoughts on some of the backlash and feedback we got? Uh, well, I mean, I think some of the backlash was what I was saying. This to me, this sounded like a gimmick. I, I know you and Brian were, yeah, you know, people you were, agreeing you, with you. You were opposed. You were opposing that to me, uh, you know, and that's perfectly fine to have that opinion. But I think you know they're going to keep the foot in football, and it's it's not going to be a gimmick. It's going to be the extra point that we all know and that we all love. I think, Jake, the important question that our listeners really want to know is, are you going to push the pay kickers less if they're not kicking on the extra point? Well, uh, we're not sure about that. That's the thing. <laughs> that, that, that's still- the only way to answer that question. Well, the thing is, I think they we'll know they'll get less in, in the XFL. Are they making the, we, I still don't know if these kickers are making the same as everyone else in the AAF. It's, <laughs> they, they it's baffling. baffling. <laughs> Although there is a with no kickoffs in that league and um, you know a, a relatively low percentage of touchdowns scored, the kickers are you know whatever money they're making. I feel like they're you know they're getting their money's worth. Uh, also, after uh, last week's show, we got uh, you know pe- people uh, asking us about uh, the hires and and speculating about the the future uh, quarterbacks to be hired and the coaches and th- there's. There's so many coaching announcements coming in the month of March. I think we're going to keep it, you know, just everything in front of us. I don't want to look too far ahead. 
Uh, and I don't want to go too crazy on the speculation part of stuff here, guys. But we, we have a lot to talk about when it comes to Tampa coming up. But before we get into our cover two, Vince, you weren't on last week's show, right? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Were you missing? Hey, you were the one that was on it, not me. Yeah, I was there. I don't remember <laughs> you there. So, yeah, give us your thoughts. I know you listened to it back at least uh, on everything we talked about, anything in particular. Uh, yeah, that, w- that was the episode you talked about uh, Pep Hamilton. Is that correct? Yeah, we had a lot of Pep in our step last right. week. We talked about the uh, extra points from Oliver Luck and his radio interview in D.C. in particular. Yeah, I'll, I'll speak a little bit about Pep here. Uh, you know, I think this guy, you know, you know, you know, a, a mixed bag of results in his uh, coaching career. But uh, this guy, you know, he, he's got a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, I'll say that, and, and that's why I'm excited to see him him coach in the XFL. But you, yeah. you need more than enthusiasm to to yeah. to coach, right? I mean, it's, it's, give me tell me you see more in him than just enthusiasm, and that's why. Well, he's no, no, that's not. No, I th- he's had some success as an offensive coordinator. You know, I I think you know, and and that's the kind of mind I think you need in, in this kind of kind of league that's going to you know reimagine the game. That's uh, all about quality of the play. That's what I'm talking about, and I think Pep Hamilton, with his enthusiasm and his creativity, is going to be able to bring that to the XFL. I really do. Yeah, the thing is, we now we have a few head coaching uh, press conferences uh, under our belts. More to come, and we could start comparing and contrasting them, which is really fun. And we'll get to do that some uh, when we talk about Zorn here. But also something that might be a topic on a future Patreon episode, right, Brian? Because we have our poll out for what the next bonus episode is going to be. That's right, Alan. If you head over to our Patreon right now, that is patreon.com forward slash this is the XFL show. Uh, you can catch in, in all the bonus content that we put out. We put out our bonus episode for the month of February where we uh, decided the eight team names for all eight cities. Uh, Jake didn't really take it too seriously, but we all, all the rest of us did. Also, you can vote on our March bonus episode right now where we uh, where we are going to talk what you choose, and that is one of these four topics. It's either the eight QBs that we think are going to be playing for the XFL. We are going to rank all eight head coaches uh, that the XFL decides to hire, or we can uh, rank the eight cities. We still haven't done that from best to worst, what we think are the better ones versus what we think are the worst ones and why. Or we could take a deep dive into the life and the bio of Oliver Luck. Uh, so go ahead and check it out. Lots of bonus content, a lot of AAF content. Don't forget about This Is Not The XFL Show, where we talk all things football. Uh, so go over there right now, patreon.com forward slash This Is The XFL Show. Had a lot of fun doing that bonus show, the first one, and you know Jake, Jake maybe didn't take that seriously, but I know he's uh, taken it. He's taken his his blog. He told me he's got a, a really long form blog coming up. J- look out for Jake's grading of all the angle routes run by running backs at the NFL Combine, as well as his critique of the three cone drill for the defensive lineman. It's going to be good. That sounds like more of a Vince article. And listen, I I took that seriously. I, at least I didn't vote for the Sasquatches. Great name. <laughs> it's the best. We'll catch Jim, all that on our Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash. Oh. <laughs> Jim Zord, head coach of your Seattle Sasquatches. <laughs> uh, oh, the Patreon's awesome. Thank you to all the gentle patrons uh, who are contributing. Uh, shout out this week to Jocelyn and Russ. Appreciate you being active there. 
What's going on, football fans? This is Bryant, and we just want to let you know, with the XFL returning in 2020, This Is The XFL Show is here to guide you every step of the way. Sign up right now to receive the latest news, exclusive content, discounts on merchandise, and all the football coverage you can handle on This Is The XFL Show's newsletter. Yes, go to our website, thisistheXFLshow.com, check it out, sign up, and you can even win a free t-shirt. Check it out right now. Don't miss a thing from This Is The XFL Show. All right, without further ado, guys, we have uh, some news, some speculation, and some fun to be had talking about these XFL head coaches. It's time for the cover two. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. First part, Jim Zorn had his press conference this week, and let's go into one quick highlight from that press conference. One thing I found uh, that really encapsulated why Jim Zorn took the job with the XFL. So this is an opportunity as well for a younger coach and maybe an older coach like myself to jump into a league that uh, is going to be very competitive with experienced coaches. And then some of these younger coaches that don't have quite the experience yet uh, get on board and be taught by these uh, older older guys uh, on, the, uh, on the staff and then develop these young players and give them another opportunity. The competition in the XFL is pretty enticing if you're a guy like Jim Zorn, if you're a guy like Bob Stoops. Now that you're seeing the guys that are going to be running the other teams in the league, you size them up if you're Jim Zorn, if you're Bob Stoops or Pep Hamilton. You see, all right, this is going to be fun. It's going to be a challenge. These guys know what they're doing. The The league's going to be competitive. It the league being a competitive league, of course, with quality football, is paramount, and it obviously is to these coaches who are signing on to join as well. And I thought that really summed up nicely uh, why any of these coaches might be taking this, this these gigs uh, more than you know putting the staffs together. They say or getting to teach uh, you know guys stuff so they can maybe get to the next level or become better football players. It's the competition, the thrill of beating someone out there on the football field and being the head of a, of a team. Jim Zorn uh, was out front about that. So I give that a hip-hip hooray for the press conference. And overall, I, I might say it was probably the most entertaining. There was some some issues I had with it. I know Bryant's about to speak his mind on it, guys. But uh, let's go around here and get each other's thoughts on how the press conference went and what it what you took from it. We'll start with Bryant, who's been very vocal bef- since before since it ended, really, <laughs> earlier this week. <laughs> I wouldn't. I mean, don't don't say that much. I I've, I critique it in the sense that he didn't look like he was as prepared as Pep or as um, as Stoops. Right? Yeah, he he, he, he came up there from the little, heart. I think a little freely. Uh, maybe maybe, maybe he's not just so not that great of a public speaker. Yeah, I mean that th- that might be true. But uh, he does have a little bit of a goofiness to him, and I think we kind of all expected that. We realized that he went up there um, like he played quarterback. You know, he kind of just was uh, he was all over the place a little bit, and he was ma- looking to make plays, looking to make some highlights. He, he, was was reading, uh, he was reading the press room as he as like a defense saying, "Yeah, that he should, you know, yeah." You know, I know maybe. about head injuries. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I, know I know, Brian. Really, why you're you were. Sort of down on the Zorn presser compared to the other two is your your complete Los Angeles XFL bias against the Seattle team, which I respect. Well, I mean, we don't even know if we're going to be in the same division. What if it's North and South and not East and West? We don't we don't know that at this point. <laughs> <It's true>. um, <laughs> uh, now, you know, look, he 
he brings something to the league that they are striving for, and that's excellent quarterback play. He 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 has proven that time and time again that he can make somebody a good quarterback, and that's what the league needs. So I understand the hire. I get it. Maybe needs to work on the uh, press conference sc- uh, skills a little bit, but there's some fine tuning with everybody. And so you know, it's a good hire. The press conference maybe a six out of ten, um, but his enthusiasm was there, right, Vince? I'm sure you love that. I suppose uh, <laughs> uh, he, he was kind of babbling on a little bit, <laughs> a little bit much for me. Uh, but it, you know, you know, you always hear about winning the press conference. I, I don't think he did that. But in the grand scheme of things, that doesn't really matter too much. Uh, you know, he he's a name coach. Uh, you know, you know, for better or for worse, people know who he is. Uh, so, uh, and 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 I like what you touched on, Bryant about how he's a, uh, a quarterback developer and uh, that's, you know, very important to the quality of the play, which is so critical it's the quality of the uh, play. to this, to this league succeeding, succeeding. So, you know, I think he can certainly contribute in that aspect and we'll see how he does. I don't know if he's a great head coach or a great uh, general manager that remains to be seen, but I think he can, uh, he can certainly you know, do something with, with, with quarterbacks in this league. Yeah, the the interesting part of this is Zorn is the GM as well, which he doesn't really have any experience, uh, you know, assembling a team. Well, in, not in many that, do. In, in that way. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but Pep I feel Hamilton, like Bob Stoops. Not really. Bob yeah, Stoops Pep, certainly does, but not, yeah. not a Pep Hamilton, I Pep, would say. Yeah, Pep and Zorn in that regard I've, are, you know, they lack the experience Zorn also had the much talked about stint with Washington as the head coach and the man in charge there and how that all ended. That's a whole issue we will talk about in a second. But let's go to Jake real quick. Jake, Jim Zorn, he, you know, he's a guy I think after your heart, he, he doesn't like technology. <laughs> he likes flip phones. He, he likes technology. He likes saying things like hip hip hooray. <laughs> Uh, doesn't use Venmo. Yeah, he's he's not really he into checks. Not really into formal attire. Uh, what are your thoughts on Jim Zorn's press conference? Uh, I mean, it's going to be his job to motivate the young men, you know, that, that he puts together as a team. I, I know we were talking a little bit off air earlier about, you know, did he take this serious? You know, he he didn't. Uh, come off as confident or as prepared as a uh, coach Stoops or, or Pep. Uh, I, I mean, I was almost waiting for him to pull out one of those Gary Busey acronyms or whatever. You know, <laughs> something Teamwork. Like that. Together, everyone <laughs> achieves more. I'd love that. <laughs> I, I mean, so I forget if, if uh, Bryant or Vince said this, but people are going to recognize him. They're going to say, I, I remember that face from somewhere, whether it was, you know, um, with a football helmet on or just standing on the sidelines uh, with the Redskins. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get, get into this. I mean, not a 12 and 20, I believe, record uh, with with Washington. But, I mean, look at some of the head coaches in the NFL. You don't have to be great, uh, you know, to, to land this job. You don't have to be a Steve Spurrier or, or a Bob Stoops to, you know, get a head coaching job. And, you know, going back to this almost young versus old mentality uh, that he brought up, I mean, Pep Hamilton, I think he's his mid-40s. So, you know, it's not like they're hiring any, uh, you know, any McVeigh's or, or, or any 
early 30-year-olds right now at least. Yeah, th- that's one thing I'm taking so far. Three people uh, hired, and all three of them have some kind of tie or, or connection to the city that they're coaching in, which Oliver Luck at first did say like that's not going to be a major thing that we're looking t- towards in, in terms of signing these coaches. It's not like a prerequisite, but maybe I guess it just so happened to turn out that way, Vince, that – all three guys have ties to where they're coaching. Pep is from D.C. Stoops recruited a ton in Dallas. And Zorn is a legend in Seattle. Yeah, but it's And what's interesting to me, and maybe this is just, you know, the way they're booking this, is that, you know, you got three coaches from just all different walks of life. Uh, you got Bob Stoops, one of the best college coaches of all time. You got Pep Hamilton, a college offensive coordinator, and then you got Jim Zorn, who was a, a, a you know a failures in NFL head coach, but then bounced around everywhere as a you know a, a, a professional offensive coordinator, a quarterback coach. I mean, just all they're keeping people guessing. Yeah, that's the variety, right? The varieties yeah, there. Yeah. The the different backgrounds, which makes the competition exciting for guys like Jim Zorn, which is really cool. Uh, the 12 and 20 record though with Washington. So Stoops and Pep come into the XFL, not really having any, you know, negative marks on their career in terms of uh, record or, or jobs. They did, you know, Pep's Michigan stint wasn't great, but it's not like a, a black guy. It's, it's not like something that, you know, hovers over his head and says, oh my God, how could they hire that guy? He was terrible at Michigan. Zorn's 12 and 20 record, even though they they started off pretty well, it just deteriorated. He lost the locker room allegedly. It was, it was 2008, which I could argue was a completely different time in the NFL. And with the kind of coach Jim Zorn is, I feel like if he was a head coach today, even in that league, and now he's in the XFL where it's going to be similar with probably spread offense, focus on quarterback play, probably would have done better with with Washington if he was hired in 2018 versus 2008. I, I, I don't know. And, and Well, I'll say this. The, the record doesn't bother me. Uh, number one, I mean, who has won in Washington uh, <laughs> as, as of late? You know, you got you got a wild man owner. Uh, who who thinks he knows everything? Wild man or just uh, a, a really dumb guy? <laughs> just a guy who doesn't doesn't well, know I, a thing I, about well, I, you know, I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he doesn't hold a dumb card of wonderful owners right now. By the way, just putting yeah. that out there. I mean, so you know, you know, even a guy, you know, a guy like Steve Spurrier, I believe, was in the same situation at one one point. You know, even he he didn't do too well uh, in, in that same sort of spot there. Uh, so you know, I I don't really hold it against him. I mean, that's his only. It's a small sample size as a head coach uh, from Mister Zorn. Unfortunately, that's really all all he's got there. You know, all of his other experience is, is elsewhere. But, you know, if you're sizing him up against, uh, you know, these other gentlemen, he's the only one with professional head coaching experience. That's true. He is the only, so far, the only former NFL head coach uh, joining the XFL as one of the leaders of these eight teams. You had Clinton Portis last week, a former player for Jim Zorn, uh, was at the D.C. press conference for Pep Hamilton. The conspiracy theory, Brian, is that 
He was there wearing camouflage, maybe trying to get a, a job on Pep's staff, maybe just so he could go out there and beat Jim Zorn. Because a lot of Jim Zorn's players do not like him from that tenure in Washington. He's wearing camouflage? Yeah, oh, Clinton Portis. On last week's show, Vince, just real quick recap. Yeah, Clinton Portis was wearing all camo last week. Not like a camo jacket, <laughs> but he was wearing all camo at the press conference there cheering Pep on. So Were they fatigues or, or? – Yes. Or not like – no, no, no. It was like a T-shirt. It was like it was like fashionable starter camo. Starter year. Yeah. Oh. Work the gym. Um, but, you know – a lot of that's the one thing I worry about is that Zorn lost that locker room and watched it, but that was a that's a just a very special circumstance. I don't hold it against them, Bryant. I feel like it's 2019. It's a new league that is going to be very much geared towards what Jim Zorn has been successful at as a coach, and that's teaching quarterbacks and getting the most out of quarterbacks and being offensive minded and thinking outside the box offensively. I think this is a great situation for him. He's wise to take the opportunity and nobody should worry about the 12 and 20 record and think that's a, you know, a bad rap on Zorn when it comes to the XFL job. Well, yeah, that's 12 more wins than both coaches combined that they've announced so far. Right. So In the you're NFL, right. Yeah. Yes. So if you think about it and you kind of, you know, I think Vince, you brought this up just a few minutes ago, but all the different aspects of all these coaches, Jim Zorn has his niche, right? He's a quarterback's guy. He's an offense guy. He wants to move um, the ball with the quarterback more than more than anyone else. All these different co- coaches give you different um, ways to coach, obviously. And then the, the XFL doesn't know what the right way is, right? They're, they're not going to know what the best way for their league is, especially with all the new rules coming into play and all that. So to stick your guns with one type of coach doesn't make any sense so you find somebody who like a Jim Zorn who can teach your quarterbacks and say okay Seattle you're going to be our coach with the quarterback guy right so you guys hopefully can figure something out over there and if that works then they know further down the line what else will work for the league going forward and 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 to and to your point about these guys having ties to their cities I think they're choosing these coaches and realizing that they can put them in certain areas that'll that makes sense right they're not going to hire Jim Zorn when they don't have a Seattle coach and put him in Tampa, right? They're going to put him in Seattle where it makes sense. So I think the hire came before the city. Do, do you think they were offered? We didn't hear. I, I assume they were offered the city and the job in the market. Or do you think with Stoops maybe because he was such a big hire, Vince, they said, all right, Bob, which city you want to coach in? We need you. Well, <laughs> I, <laughs> take your I, pick. I, I, that may have been the case, to be honest. I don't. I, you know, I, I still cannot believe Bob Stoops is going to coach in this league. I, I, I'm just flabbergasted. It's huge. It's amazing. I, 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 I I'm shocked. You know, this exceeded all my expectations and then some. Uh, and I'm sure coaching in Dallas was a uh, a pivotal reason for for getting him on board. I, you know, if it was. Uh, if if he had the coach in New York City, I, I don't think you would see Bob Stoops in this league. I, I think that that's kind of sweetened the pot, but I don't think that they chose cities uh, just to lure so- certain coaches. I don't believe that at all. No, no, you I, don't I, think, I don't think so. You you wouldn't you wouldn't really see Bob Stoops walking around on the streets of Soho. You don't you don't <laughs> streets of Soho. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, <man. laughs> 
How's, how, how would Bob Stoops do with that that New York City market? I don't know. I mean, the media down there, I mean, up there, it would be so, hey, so if, tense if, for if him, he, right? If he won, you know, <laughs> they would they would forget about all their preconceived notions. I'm don't sure. don't sleep <laughs> on the pressures of coaching in Norman. He probably he had cameras and microphones in his face and questions all no, the time. No, it's not that. It's just yeah, yeah. a different, uh, you know. A different kind of yelling at you. (laughs) (laughs) Much more positive vibes in Norman. All right, so that brings us to the the second portion of this week's cover two. He can't make it. Let's go kick it. And let's go kick it down in Tampa Bay, guys, because that is where the next XFL head coach, general manager, will be announced. There will be a press conference this coming Tuesday. Timeout. All right, you're about to go into a pretty fun part of the show. It gets pretty funny. Uh, it gets speculative, kind of outrageous. Tampa Bay coach obviously did not know it Friday night as of the podcast recording. So we we speculated, we guessed, we talked about the possibilities, knowing that it wouldn't be Jim Levitt in Tampa Bay. And, well, of course, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon-ish, it's revealed by the Tampa Bay Times that Mark Trestman is going to be the Tampa Bay head coach. So before we send you off into this silly, silly portion of the show, uh, now that we know who the guy is going to be, uh, let, let's real quick run down who Mark Trestman is, who I'm proud to say I did bring up. You're about to hear me bring his name up very briefly as part of a possibility. But Mark Trestman, 63 years old. He is a guy who has been in football since the early 80s, pretty much nonstop and has had a lot of success in terms of being an offensive coordinator. And he is kind of a CFL stalwart, 63-year-old quarterbacks coach often, an offensive coordinator often, and now our second coach in the XFL with NFL head coaching experience. He was the Bears head coach in 2013 to 2014. His CFL resume is really what stands out, though. Mark Tressman just left the Toronto Argonauts, where he did win a Grey Cup uh, not too long ago. He won back-to-back Grey Cups when he was the Montreal Alouettes head coach, and he just stepped down from that team after last season, and now he's in the XFL. Uh, He's got his start in terms of ties with Florida, he was Bernie Kosar's quarterback coach in the early 80s, uh, and now he's the head coach in Tampa Bay. And the press conference is going to be at, at 11 a.m. on Tuesday, and it'll be our fourth XFL head coach general manager press conference. And I'm serious. When we say he's been all over and he's been in football, th- this guy's been the offensive coordinator in Cleveland, San Francisco, Arizona, Oakland, Baltimore. He had a stint at NC State as well in college football. Mark Tressman is a football lifer, a guy with a ton of knowledge, a guy who's definitely going to compete against the other XFL head coach, general managers. He's going to really uh, enjoy this, I think. He's the kind of guy who is perfect for this role, in my opinion. But once again, Tampa Bay Times reported after we recorded the podcast, 63-year-old Mark Tressman is going to be announced the Tampa Bay XFL head coach general manager. Now we'll send you off into this really fun guessing game we played, and then we'll dive deep into a really, really awesome hot read. So back to the show. And the news is, well, not news, but it is 99% confirmed from some reporters down in Tampa and you know if you if you go on you know Twitter or anywhere on the internet right now 
it's all but confirmed that Jim Levitt will not be the head coach of XFL Tampa, something that we've uh, rooted for, really thought was possible. I have to say I'm, I'm shocked, Vince. The former USF Bulls head coach, the former coordinator at Colorado and Oregon, is not going to be in charge of XFL Tampa Bay. Are you as shocked as I am? Well, I'll, I'll say this. Just because he's not getting this job doesn't mean he's not getting another job that's, in the XFL. <laughs> I still think that's very possible. Well, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know because according to, to, to our man uh, Greg Allman from The Athletic, who you know covers Tampa Bay uh, sports for them, he, he tweeted out that Levitt is not going to get the XFL job in Tampa, and then that is the, the only job he wanted in the XFL. So – I don't know if we're going to see Jim Levitt in one of the other cities. It could happen. Where, got where, else is he, where else is he going to coach? I, is he going to take a year off? A guy, um, a guy. We're just talking about in general. Where can I mean, coach? a guy like Jim Levitt. I mean, he could take a year off and get get a job somewhere pretty good, right? Maybe he's got he, the experience. He, he's well known. Yeah, he's well connected. That, that's interesting with the timing of this. You know, I mean, if you're accepting a job, you're ex- essentially accepting a job for you know one and a half years at this point, uh, you know, because because your, your tenure with the XFL uh, for the first year wouldn't be up until the summer. Uh, you're not going to join a college staff at that point in time, I wouldn't think. Um, you know, an NFL staff, I suppose you could. Um, I don't I don't know. I, I, th- I think he still has to be involved in the XFL. Just, I'm not going to believe it. Vince, let me ask you this. Do you think possibly – and, and I'll open this up to everybody, actually. Do you think possibly his his idea was to join the XFL, but maybe the terms just didn't work out? Because you know the XFL is looking for commitment. They're not wanting someone who's going to coach here for a year and then leave to the NFL or the NCAA for a better job or a better opportunity. So do you think maybe just terms? I mean, I'm just speculating here, but it seemed fitting that you know Levitt left Oregon about the same thing that Pep Hamilton did, right? And everyone was expecting him to sign with the XFL. Now it's being reported that he's not. Uh, yeah. Do you think just maybe something kind of got hashed out that they couldn't, you know, they couldn't hash it all out? There was something I, in the terms or something I, like that. I don't know, Brian. You've been following the Pac-12, uh, at least at least the Pac-12 North, much closer than I have been uh, to say, you know, why he specifically left. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I suppose you know things could have fallen through and and they couldn't come to an agreement. But you, you, you think know. he wanted more creative control, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I don't know how much more you can get for a head coach. <laughs> uh, maybe just maybe there's a better candidate. Maybe there's someone that Oliver Luck and Doug Whaley in the XFL have in mind that's better suited for the job. Uh, who knows? That that's the exciting thing. We're shocked here. It's not Jim Levitt. I, I think all of us are. Um, but now we have to look towards Tuesday, and now we need to give full disclosure because. Who knows when you're listening to this uh, gentle patron or gentle podcast subscriber, but it might have already, uh, you know, come out by a report, uh, you know, through the camp of whatever coach is going to be the Tampa Bay head coach uh, already. And you know who it is. But as of now, as of this recording, it's Friday night late and we still don't know the head coach of XFL Tampa, but we do know there's a press conference and for the first time since these press conference conferences started happening. Uh, you know, the coaching announcement tour that Oliver Luck is going on. Uh, For the first time, a press conference was announced before the information of who that coach probably is uh, came out. So now we've got a lot of speculation and a lot of fun to have. We have a, a genuine mystery going into Tuesday now, 
Jake, we have a real-life mystery on our hands because before the show even started, you said, I I need help here. I have no idea who to guess. You (laughs) said that. And And there are some candidates, but Jim Levitt was really – this job felt tailor-made for him. Yeah, and I still don't know who it's going to be. And I, I hope we don't, you know, let, let's keep on under wraps this, this long. Let's make, let's make it a genuine, you know, a, a genuine su- surprise, uh, a real paw. Uh, now, Vince, you and Alan have been uh, in this stadium. Is it possible to hold this press conference on the pirate ship? Yeah, it, it is. Believe it, it or is. not. Yeah. That, would, that would be, I mean, you know, weather permitting, I would think that's what you've got to do, right? I, I mean, that, that, Pirate ship is synonymous with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know if you well, want to. It's going to be synonymous with with the XFL team in Tampa. Bay. I guess you know, uh, but... maybe it depends on what the team name is. You know, if it's the Gasparillas, then yeah, yeah it's going to be on that pirate ship. Uh, I, I hope it's a. I hope it, they keep it a surprise. I hope we don't find out beforehand. And I still fully expect for it to be Jim Levitt. I don't care what these reports say. <laughs> I, I, that's who I'm picking. Whoever it is, hopefully they keep him on that bus until, Alan, you know, you until s- the very last second. You mean in that limo until oh, the that limo? Okay. You see the footsteps right before it starts. Uh, Alan, let me ask you this: Do you think there's any concern that the XFL is? holding back this information it's not leaked out like is it someone that maybe no one will really recognize you think it's a bad omen perhaps well i'm I'm just you know playing devil's advocate here is it a is it a bad omen that maybe they're not letting us know because maybe it's not such a you know a big hire maybe it's not the best they could have done or i don't know i'm just speculating but you think that could be a possibility I, well, I don't think we're going to get any names more recognizable than Bob Stoops nationally. So nothing's going to be as big as Bob Stoops. I, I'm going to go out on that limb. I hope I'm wrong. That'd be cool. And yeah, maybe this <laughs> this name's not going to be as, as well known, possibly. But I think if the XFL had their way, all three of the announcements so far would have you know been shrouded in mystery going right up until Oliver Luck introduced the person. Uh so I don't think this information, if it comes out before Tuesday on who it is, will come out from the XFL. I think it's going to come out probably from someone the coach themselves tells, and then you know the media will report on it. Uh, is, am I worried that it's going to be some lesser known? No, because that, that's the exciting thing is that you're going to have well-respected tenured coaches. You're going to have new blood uh, maybe this will be one of those young guys, maybe in this vein of Sean McVay, like we've talked about, Jake. Um, but it's going to be fascinating to see uh, Tampa Bay candidates. I mean, we, we ran through coaching candidates a ways whiles back, and I, I might even say Jim Levitt might have been my number one overall coaching candidate, Vince. So uh, to see who this person is, to guess who it is, is really just you're taking a shot at the dark. So let's do that right now. Vince, you're up first. One wild guess. It can't be Jim Levitt. <laughs> well, I still think it's going to be Jim Levitt. Uh, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know who else <laughs> to, to guess. I'm, I still, still don't believe Well, it doesn't have to have a Tampa Bay tie. I think people are wanting, you know, a Tampa, a Tampa Bay tie, but it doesn't have to. It, it, it's hard to speculate and hard to understand who else is out there. I mean, we've, uh, all right. I'll, 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 you know, I still think it could be a hype man like Joey Porter could still be getting uh, (laughs) a job as an XFL head coach. So, you know, if it's not going to be Jim Levitt, it might as well be him. 
If it's Joey Porter, it's definitely happening on that pirate ship, and he's going to fire the cannons. <laughs> I, we, I, I mean, if if you want if you want a wild choice that's not going to happen, I, I'll just say Tony Dungy for for the Tampa Bay Pirates. <laughs> But he, he's not leaving in that that you know that cushioning uh, cushy heated and air conditioned studio for uh, NBC. Well, the good the good Ooh. thing is I keep uh, copious show notes every every time. So let's go all the way back to episode forty nine. And uh, is there a way that our listeners could could listen to those oh, uh, yes. old episodes? Old episodes are right there in the archive. All you have to do is subscribe to This Is The XFL Show on any podcast app of your choice. Episode 49, all the way to episode one, right there for you. Uh, episode 49, we talked about coaching candidates, and we said who should be considered, and these are names that we brought up. Uh, Joe Lombardi, Saints quarterback coach, uh, not Joey Porter, Bobby Petrino, Bruce Arians. He's coaching in Tampa. We kind of half got that right. The Ryan brothers, Mike McCarthy, who apparently just was screaming or beat up a referee or something at a basketball game. Uh, you got uh, Scott Milanovic, the uh, interim Jaguars offensive coordinator, first ever XFL draft pick. Mark Tressman, journeyman coach, former Bears head coach and Toronto Argonauts head coach in the CFL and uh, a, a few other names, but those are guys who haven't been hired yet. You think any one of them are the guy in Tampa? Uh, nobody you brought up really kind of, you know, you know, really piques my interest. I think somebody I mentioned before too was uh, Jim Moore Jr., but I doubt he's coming. I, it's so hard. I mean, we also heard Jim Hazlitt on this very show, right? From our friend Benjamin Albright. But it seems like he's destined for St. Louis. This one's tough. I mean, you don't want to speculate and say the wrong name. Um, hey, I said I said Tony Dungy. So Brian, say whatever you <laughs> say whatever you want point. to, brother. <laughs> um, I think he's more in line for the Houston job, Jim Haslam. <laughs> How come? Well, it's close to New Orleans. It's, it's, it makes Good sense. Point. Yeah, I have a lot, a lot, of, a lot of coached in St. Louis. A lot of people from the boot have uh, relocated to Houston. It's yeah, it's it's they're both yeah. It's not it's not a far drive. Got a lot of Astros fans at least in Louisiana. I know that, but Jim Jim <laughs> Jim Haslett. <laughs> true. Oh yeah, they're, they're all over, uh, especially when they're winning. Uh, Jim Hazlitt is the Tampa coach, though. We've heard his name thrown out there a lot. You don't think he's going to – you think he's really – if he is an XFL coach, it'll be St. Louis, Brian? Well, you know, in a market that is Tampa, which is – I don't want to give a sneak peek into a possible poll winner, but might be your weakest market of all eight. Uh, do you go with a bigger-named head coach in Jim Hazlitt to kind of peak interest a little bit more than – than any other market, maybe you do it there, and that's how you do it. It's, Jim has it to me. Seems fit. Is he a big name? He's a recognizable. When was the last time he coached? That's an not NFL the point. Game. The point is no, no. The point it's is, not a, is it's not about is, can people recognize him? Yeah, it's not about you know if it's a big name for this hire this thir- this Tuesday. I think it's about if it's a, a respected name or someone that people will you know. Not tilt their head and say, "What the hell is that?" Like if this is a <laughs> yeah. if this is a high school coach, I know there are very well respected, innovative high school coaches out there, and and they're they're always being you know scouted to be joining 
college and NFL staffs, of course. But for the XFL to hire one of those type of coaches, at least with higher number, what with four, I don't know if 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 we're going in a particular order, this is that that moment. Uh, I don't maybe. know. I, I disagree. So um, if you, it's a complete no name, you think it's all right, Coach Number Four. We're still we're still trying I, to gain attention here. I think this I, needs to be someone people I, recognize. I think it depends on the on the area. You know, if it's if it's in Houston or Tampa, and it's a a well known high school coach, I think it could do very well. Uh, maybe even L.A. To, uh, to a lesser degree. But, you know, some of the other markets, like if it were Seattle or uh, or St. Louis, no, no way. I highly doubt it's going to be a high school coach in Tampa. I'm, I'm going to bet money <laughs> against that. I mean, we, we were talking about Hazlitt to St. Louis. Uh, this is all just contingent if Dick Vermeule said nothing. <laughs> And Isaac Bruce. We were told that we were told as many episodes ago that you know you gotta you can do everything you can just to try to make him say no. I have a feeling a TV guy is going to get one of the head coach GM jobs. <laughs> a TV guy. Yeah, I mean along the lines of like John Lynch to to San Francisco. He's not, and, a, a former player still. Yeah, but 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 guys who went into the booth and then got jobs through that, we're seeing that happen often. John Gruden, you know, obviously goes back to the Raiders. Um, but I think there's going to be one TV guy, like we said, from all walks, from all different backgrounds and and experiences. I think you're going to see one coach from TV. So maybe think out, well, think in that way, right here. If we're guessing for the ten, let me go on record and say I don't like this now. I don't like having a completely guess in the dark who's going to be announced on Tuesday. I wish we had the info on who it might be so we could dive into who their background a little bit. But uh, are there any TV people out there maybe that might you in like the same vein as like Mike Mayock getting the job in Oakland, Vince, that you could think of? I, I don't know. I mean, Greg Cosell, yeah. he's way too. Way too embedded with ESPN and and you probably scouting. would have said yeah, up until a couple of days ago you probably would have said Jason Witten would have been looking for a new <laughs> job and then yeah. and then you know he, he did it just happens he's he's going to be a player not a coach yeah he was just looking for any way to get out of embarrassing himself on commentary every week uh, Brian a TV guy if I could guide you in that direction can you think of anybody not Tony uh, Romo Kurt Warner. What's he doing? Does he want to? Does he want to? I mean, I mean he'd actually probably go to St. Louis if yeah, anyone. If he's right? going to coach in this league, there's only one place that he's going. Oh, yeah, I don't man. think. I don't think Kurt Warner wants to be the coach on the same field he lost a a, a big time Super Bowl on. Jeez, <laughs> uh, TV. This is this is so hard. I oh, mean, a couple episodes ago, we had to all scratch our heads try to come up with a couple names. And now we're trying to do this for for Tampa, which, and we still Barber, got we got still four more cities after this too. Barber brother was involved with the AAF broadcast. Tiki that was okay. Isn't the what? other one still playing? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Rondé Barber would Rondé's be a great playing. hire. Rondé Maybe would be like great at the YMCA. But. In terms of recognition, and, and Rondé in Tampa would be money. You could. Maybe it's definitely. I know it's not Warren Sapp. That's for sure. It's not going to be Warren. <laughs> what about uh, work done? Maybe. See this. I don't, now, I don't think he has any coaching experience. Maybe he does, but I don't. Uh, um, 
Might be a might be that high school football coach you're talking about. Then. I just can't think of a coach that that kind of fits the mold of somebody who's been coaching for a long time and needs that chance just to be a head coach to show that they can do what they need to do. And that's I've, kind of what Pep was. It's so is there it's another one that fits Jim that mold? Levin, I'm telling you right. <laughs> now. <laughs> right. See, I'm bad because I really was going to come strong with a. This is going to be Wes Welker. Uh, take and then he got hired to another NFL staff this week. So Wes Welker, he's been coaching since he retired, and he's a young guy. He's retired. Uh, yes, he's yeah, he's retired. retired. No wonder I lost my fantasy draft this year. What is Bryant thinks Wes Welker's still playing, and <laughs> that's why I picked the Tampa defense. I thought Rondé was still back there. I thought Rondé's still playing. <laughs> What's wrong? What you, did you hit your head? All right. I, well, I mean, I, I already picked the TV guy and Tony Dungy. Jake, so I, Jake did. Jake one. is the only one who came prepared. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is a swerve. <laughs> I think we're all sad that it's not Jim Levitt. We'll say that. Well, if you what have about it, Brent Childress, oh, we didn't talk about him. He left the AF. Would, would be, be hilarious it. if it was. Yeah, Brent he hasn't gone anywhere, right? Yeah, he hasn't. He's been silent he since surfed. he left. It's Brad, Brad <laughs> Childress, and Michael Vick. Is his offensive coordinator would be tremendous if that happened. Uh, let us know if you have any suggestions uh, either on social media at XFL Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or call in 724-5654 XFL. Leave us a voicemail. We'll know who the coach is on our next episode, but uh, we'll see your guesses. You can put them on the record and see if you're right. Um, real quick before we move on. Do you want it to uh, get out who the coach is before Oliver Luck announces it at the press conference? No. I think that's – me neither. I don't, but I, I think that's pretty much impossible in this day and age, right? I I really just hope that the, whoever it is is just in a, in, a, in a big box with a big black <laughs> sheet over it, and they just reveal it. You know, they pull uh, off the sheet. It was me. The- <laughs> <laughs> it was me. Un- unfortunately, yeah, in today's day and age, you really got to go out of your way to swerve people if uh, <laughs> if you're going to su- surprise them. Like, you know, you- <laughs> be so cool. On the, on the big pirate ship there at Raymond James Stadium, shoot some cannons, drop a big curtain, and reveal who it is. It'll be great. I would say to keep this a, as much of a surprise as as possible, then just do it via satellite. So that way you don't even know. No family's there. The coach isn't there. You just do everything via satellite. So that way it's all a secret. It's just a phone interview. Yeah, Darren Rovell will probably uh, leak it out, I'm sure, but by the time anyone's listening to this. but In a positive right. way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Let, let's go. Let's move on. Uh, that is this week's cover, too. What's up, football freaks? Taking a break here to tell you who's bringing you this week's XFL talk, another great sponsor. They're called The Pickin' Pod, and it is a weekly basketball podcast available on all podcast apps, brought to you by BallAndRoll.com. Why is The Pickin' Pod special if you're a basketball fan? Well, not only do they talk about the latest trends going on in the NBA, but also The Pickin' Pod breaks down analytics, statistics, and for all you gamblers out there, it is a great show because they do talk NBA betting each and every single week. The Pickin' Pod drops on Tuesdays. You can subscribe to it right now on any podcast app. The Pickin' Pod is brought to you by BallAndRoll.com, and it is also... A pretty easy podcast production, pretty easy podcasts, helping podcasters create, spread their message, have some fun, and get the job done as easy as possible. Go to Pretty Easy Podcast to start your own podcast today. And now, 
we get into the meaty portion of this week's show where, uh, well, Darren Rovell was able to have a conversation apparently with Doug Whaley of the XFL and get a lot of information on XFL contracts for players uh, that will be coming in as rookies uh, that might want to maybe think about skipping the NFL draft this year. It is time for the hot read. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! Hey, Rick Flair! Rick Flair! Pepper, flip, caliber. Motown, happy, jolly, drunk, buster, Miller, tiger! I think he's got a hound too, Rodney, I think. 319! 319! Hey, Seattle! Hey! Hey! XFL officials are in Indianapolis this week. During the NFL Combine festivities, and with everyone in town there, agents and general managers from NFL teams and young rookies looking to f- f- just live their NFL dream, their pro football dream, the XFL's there where all the action is, and they're given presentations. Presentations were given actually Thursday night. Doug Whaley was a part of it, and they spoke to NFL agents, guys, where they basically outlined a plan that the XFL has to give bonuses to NFL rookies who might want to think about not being NFL rookies and being XFL rookies. And these are, we're talking about not Kyler Murray or anything here, but we're talking about fringe players, late round guys, or undrafted, recognizable NFL or professional football prospects, I guess we would call them now. Uh, This is significant. Guys, this, this is uh, the XFL really, I think, swinging to lure some guys to come and play in the XFL where they're going to actually get reps versus just trying to make an NFL squad and then trying to get playing time after that. Great strategy. Do you think it'll work, Vince? Uh, it, it's, I, I think you're going to get into it a little bit here, Alan, but it depends a lot on you know how much you're offering versus how much an NFL undrafted player would get in a camp and not make the team. I think that's kind of what it comes down to. Exactly. You know, that, that, that kind of risk. Exactly. Mm, I, don't, I don't think it only comes down to that. Sorry. Continue. But well, I, don't head, think head of, the money. I think it comes down to the money as well, Vincent. And, and I think Oliver Luck, head of football ops, Doug Whaley, th- these, these guys know what they're doing. So the plan here is to offer potentially six-figure bonuses to come and join the XFL instead of going into the NFL draft, instead of joining an NFL team as an undrafted rookie free agent. And according to Darren Rovell, who spoke to Doug Whaley, uh, they're going to target these types of players. And instead of these players maybe taking a 5000 to 10000 uh, contract with the NFL as an undrafted rookie free agent and maybe making a team, they're going to be have an opportunity at making six figures. Six figures. It's a lot more, Bryant. How could it not come down to that to a young player who's not only looking to go pro, they're looking to actually play, and they're looking to actually make money. That is a much better opportunity saying, okay, XFL it is than in, oh, that, that tough route of just trying to make an NFL roster as a seventh, sixth, or undra- round or undrafted rookie free agent. Alan, half of the players in the league today 
are undrafted free agents. Half. So you're going to tie yourself down to a three-year, $100,000 per year contract versus trying to make an NFL roster where you can make millions. That's the, that's the difference, right? Well, it's that not, is. But then, then tie yourself down, not necessarily, because Doug Whaley also revealed that outs can be negotiated. The XFL is not going to just let players jump to the NFL, you know, especially midseason, to go start training with an NFL team. And they're going to be in contracts, but out clauses can be negotiated. That's why they had these presentations with these agents this year, this week. They said, we're going to offer your clients potentially six-figure bonuses to come join our league. Plus, they'll make whatever they make, whatever tier they fall into in terms of their salary. And when we go to the table, you're going to try be able to try to negotiate an out clause to let them go to the NFL if we could work something out in that regard. So... They're not handcuffing these players totally if they make the choice to go to the XFL instead, Brian. Okay, fine, but they are risking you know injury. They're risking a lot of stuff just to go to the XFL, and if, if they're only going for the money, I mean, it, it's to me, it's about the playing time. Do you want to develop your craft? Do you feel like you can develop your craft with repetition or with coaching in the NFL? That's that's the question, right? And. Maybe if you're a borderline player and you say, do I want to go here? Do I want to go there? That's your determining factor. But the XFL also is not going to just offer anybody these six-figure salaries unless they feel like they're worth it. And, and, and we're also talking about the slotting that we're going to get into, right? These tiers. Some of these tiers, some of these players are not going to make that much money. So do you go for the 10000 the safe bet in the NFL, or do you go for the twenty five, thirty thousand, whatever it is that they're going to offer you at tier four? Um, at the XFL because you get playing time. What, what What is the benefit or what's the better choice of the two? It, it, it's not, yeah, it's not a clear cut, cut and dry decision, but I think the fact that it's money up front, it's playing time, and there's an opportunity to get that out clause to go to the NFL. This is, I think, a dream come true if you're talking about opportunities for young players. If you're an uh, agent of football players, Having this as an option is just tremendous. Great business uh, in terms of the agents and, and and great opportunity for the player. And I think very wise by the XFL. Yeah. I love this. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, something if, if you're a player that, you know, may or may not get may not get drafted in the NFL and, and your back's up against the wall uh, to make a, a, a team. And if you don't make a team then that means you're going to be either pumping gas or stocking shelves. You know, you got to really consider this kind of opportunity here. You know, this is, you know, this is your livelihood. And, and, you know, the more options that you have, the better. And, you know, if you're looking at maybe some guaranteed money to to, uh, sign with an XFL team, yeah, you got to really consider that. Yeah, I mean, let, let's be clear here. This is not going to be another USFL case where they're going to be, you know, luring away guaranteed first rounders and they're going to bankrupt themselves. Okay, but if you're the XFL and if these allegedly six-figure deals are going to be out there, you really cannot make a better offer to try to lure someone away from, uh, you know, an NFL practice squad or something. And it is going to, it's going to come down to each individual to what they think is more important. 
and also is your opportunity now, right? If you're if you're on the fringe sixth, seventh rounder, is your opportunity now, or are you going to wait until the major cuts happen? You know, in September or August, September. Like, do you jump now or risk being in a bigger pool there's, later when you start no right cutting veterans and things like that? There's no right answer, but wow. the this the XFL appears to be putting the best deal in place. Again, make yeah. them say no. Are and. The thing that's interesting here is that, you know, the XFL is going to have to figure out if they're worth it. And Doug Whaley didn't mention any specific players. Obviously, it's a smart thing. But off the top of your head, Vince, are there any kind of like late round guys or fringe guys or anybody that would be worth a six figure bonus that you could think of coming into the NFL this year from college football that the XFL uh, might give this kind of offer to? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, there, there's tons of guys, uh, you know, good ball players that, you know, aren't, uh, you know, are very borderline of getting drafted. Uh, you know, you got to look at guys at the quarterback position, you know, uh, cer- certain guys that, you know, are were maybe exciting in college and, you know, aren't quite NFL players. We talked a lot about that in past episodes that, you know, aren't quite pro style guys but maybe the xfl was their kind of game are you thinking like are you thinking guys like if you're thinking quarterback and i know that i have no idea where they're projected to go but i doubt like a guy like nick fitzgerald sec quarterback would be someone who would be drafted into the nfl in a you know decent round but is a well-experienced and well-known guy in from you know sec play he's he's nationally known as a pretty decent quarterback yeah, a guy like if, him. if you're a Nick Fitzgerald, yeah, I mean you're Jordan you Tamu. Might, you might SEC you quarterbacks. Might, you might get drafted, you know, you know, as a later round pick. Yeah, you could be, uh, but you don't. You're certainly you're you're almost guaranteed to be in a camp. I, I will say I will say that you're guaranteed to get an invite to a camp, but you're far from guaranteed uh, to actually make an NFL roster. Uh, so, but if you're looking at the XFL, I think you got a, a damn good chance to do that. Yeah. So you're talking about guys who are well known and SEC players, maybe like a guy like Elijah Holyfield, who is the son of Evander Holyfield, is probably going to be a, a late round pick uh, in the NFL draft, if at all. Are those the kind of guys you think they're thinking about that would be offered this six figure bonus? Is is well, that what well? That's, well, that's the thing. I mean, I mean, you know, they're going to have these tiers that we've heard about, and there's only going to be a limited amount of, of uh, tiered players, uh, like th- uh, third, first tier players. There's going to be a limited amount of those kind of guys. They're going to be given out per team. Uh, it's going to be very interested to see how interesting to see how those players are distributed. Uh, you know, is it? Can it certainly be a quarterback most of the time for a tier one player? If you're talking about a tier two player, I mean, is that always going to be, you know, is that a, is that a skill position player? Is that a lineman? You know, I, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, a player like a Darren Hall, a, a good running back out of University of Pittsburgh. This guy has rushed for over a thousand yards in his career, did not get invited to the NFL Combine. Uh, which would kind of clue into maybe, you know, he's a, you know, a fifth, a sixth, a seventh round draft pick and certainly not guaranteed even to be that. Is is that a player that is, you know, 
enticing enough to offer this kind of bonus to as an XFL uh, franchise? I'm not quite sure. I mean, I don't know how you distribute those kind of offers. Well, it's going to be interesting when the first offer goes, right? Because when the first offer goes, that's when everybody's going to be like, crap, do I need to make my decision now before they run out of offers, before they run out of slots? So whoever whoever makes that first jump, and I, and I don't think it's going to be your tier one or even tier two players that are going to get uh, these offers. I, I'm thinking it's going to be the lower tiers. Uh, but as soon as the first one signs, then then it's going to be chaos because I have a feeling more players are going to want to sign with the worry that there's just not going to be enough room for all of them uh, come 2020. I, I think these bonuses are going to go all over. And the thing about the bonuses, unlike the tiers, they're not slotted or restricted. I think they could give as much, you know, as, for as much money as the XFL has or wants to give out, they can do that with these bonuses. The salaries are what are, are going to be restricted to. Uh, you know the allotment each team has in terms of the tier structure we're going to get into, but the bonuses could go all, go all over. If and and you know you bring up good good points about players like Darren Hall, Vince. You got also quarterbacks like Brett Rippin. I don't know if he's going to be at the combine. If he's an invite for a Saturday afternoon, we'll see. But the Boise State quarterback tore it up, but maybe doesn't have all the you know the measurables that maybe NFL teams are looking for uh, might be a kind of guy you see like that in terms of quarterbacks i have a feeling these bonuses will mostly go to quarterbacks bryant but when you say lower tiers i think it's it's only going as low as tier 3 uh, to maybe just make sure you got you get guys into the system uh, tier 4 players i think they're going to be a lot less there's less less of them uh, cuz now we know how many players go into each tier. And let, let's get into that now because uh, this is the most interesting thing that came out of the Action Network's report from uh, what Doug Whaley divulged to Darren Rovell. So we've known about the tier structure for a while. There's four tiers uh, in the XFL and players are going to get paid accordingly based on what tier they land into. And uh, tier one, it, there's going to be one slot Per team for a tier top tier player, and we've heard that that is a two hundred fifty thousand to three hundred thousand uh, dollar a year player. But now we've heard that quarterbacks could get up to about what six hundred thousand dollars, maybe more. The XFL went, went that is, high. The, the, the XFL is willing to negotiate and and pay quarterbacks a little bit more depending on who they are. So there's only going to be one of those people on each team, and that's most likely going to be a quarterback. Your tier two players. You'll have three of them on each team. And tier two, we've been told, is going to be between 150 and 175,000 a year. Tier three players, there will be 23 tier three players, which is the majority of players on these teams. 23 slots per team, 45 players on each team. 23 of them will be tier three players making between 50 and 100,000 a year. Although, that pace structure might have changed because now we hear there's a fourth tier and there's going to be 18 four-tier players uh, and the uh, pay for them, uh, at least I don't have here because we've been talking three tiers for a while, but there's the allotment. You've got 45 slots to fill and you can pay in a player only so much. You can only have one tier one player, only three tier two players, only 23 tier three players and 18 tier four players vince there's the allotment what are your thoughts uh it's 
I'm, and we talked about it uh, on, on past episodes about how those tier one players are going to be comparable to what practice squad players, uh, and maybe even a little bit more than what a practice squad player would be making in the NFL. We talked about how if you're a quarterback there, you know, you could either be the third guy in the NFL or you could be the man uh, in, in the XFL. And then you got those tier two players who are going to be borderline practice squad uh, NFL type salaries, and then you got every everybody else. Uh, so you know, if you're an everybody else, I mean, you I guess you don't have much of a choice. But uh, but if you're one of the top tiers, you are going to have a choice on, on where you want to go: NFL, XFL, and, and it'll be very interesting. Do you, do you do you just ride the pine, or do you do you try to really make a name for yourself? The possibilities of free agency or like inner. Uh, uh, inner camp, you know, competitions. Maybe can, can, can a tier four player say, "I want to challenge a tier three player for a spot in their tier three in the Oklahoma yeah, or something like that." <laughs> <laughs> no, but think about it. Like this is going to make free agency so much like interesting, right? Because he could be a tier four player, but do you take that chance and offer him a tier three contract so you can get him on your team? Uh, things. I love this tier system, and, and this is your salary cap, right, Alan? This is. Your structure, this is where you're going to be like, okay, this is the money you have to spend. This is what you got to fill. So go and do it. Um, and, you know, Vince, you bring up the the practice squad players. Practice squad players are only guaranteed, I believe, it's three weeks. If you're signed for one week, you're guaranteed three weeks. Uh, do you take that risk or do you take a full season's worth of money in the XFL? So that's another good point. I didn't even think about that. You know, there's always guys being moved around on practice squads and, you know, waivers and things of that nature. Uh, and another thing that we didn't talk about with those bonuses that, that I'd like to bring up is, is something that people don't always think about, uh, you know, because it's not always, always uh, um, information's not always available to us common people. But uh, taxes, taxes is. XFL players going to be paying Connecticut taxes all the time, regardless of what city they're playing in. I mean, is that who they answer to? Is is doubt it? Doubt it. I, mean, I think I, I, think it's I don't the know. City. I, I'm asking. No, no. I mean, yeah. So I'll tell you, it's, it's the city. It's not even the city you play for. It's the game that you play in. So really, like, yes. Yeah, so if you're an LA person, if you're playing a game in Seattle, you're paying Washington State taxes for that game. You're not even paying your California taxes. Interesting. Okay, yeah. so well, your game checks are taxed based on where you played that game. Okay, well that could affect some people's decisions. And that's why these agents need to do their due diligence, and they have all the information now from the XFL. So this is this is great. This is great for the players and the agents. I think so many decisions for them to make. But as we're talking about these tier structures now, we know how many players each general manager gets to fill, how much they get to pay those players. Do you guys just, Jake, are you just picturing like Jim Zorn with an old school te- Texas instruments? Just, okay, I got 23. I think he's got a nice Excel table there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not selling Excel D4 times. <laughs> A lot of tier talk here. Yeah, you, you're only going to have so many, you know, uh, so many players in each one of these tiers. It's really going to be a jigsaw puzzle, and you better hope that you know your your tier one and twos really, uh, you know, have a have a great return on investment. 
That's going to be really cool to watch, too. That's what I'm probably most excited for, Brian, is you're always saying, you guys don't realize there are so many undrafted players killing it in the NFL. So when we watch these XFL games, we're going to see the results of them, right, and the statistics, and you're going to know just the, the exact tier that these players fall into and who's effective and who isn't, and we could really grade uh, you know, t- the general managers in that regard, you could grade these coaches on how well they allotted their pay and their, t- and their, their tier structure to, to all their players because they fit into these nice four categories. Well, yeah. And the other thing too is, is who categorizes the players? Is it the teams themselves? Is it the league? Uh, you know, if a team says, yeah, you're a th- tier four, so we'll leave you there for now. And someone else tells you you're a tier three, like there's so many different exciting things that can happen. And, and you're right. Like I said, half of the players in the NFL are undrafted free agents. There's so many uh, opportunities for the XFL to gain great talent. And this is just another way that the XFL is planning to lure players, not just take scraps, not just take the pickings, uh, not the low hanging fruit, but they're going for, for the stuff at the top and they're trying to get as best of rosters as they can. Yeah. And one thing we didn't mention here, but we got to wrap up is that, This is kind of a power to the players type deal the XFL is providing as the, I'm not even going to say alternative league, I'm definitely not going to say feeder league for the NFL, but for a league for professional footballs to go and actually play and get better and get paid, what what a better opportunity this is if, and what a better option it is financially compared to what the AAF's giving you, Vince, this is that, that also stands out. Yeah, well, that that's true. Yeah, that that, that AAF. I'll, I'll, I know we don't talk about it too much on this this program. We talk about it on our other program. This is not the XFL show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that that's you know that's you know that that has screamed to me. You know, very minor league. And my my expectations for the XFL is exactly what Vince McMahon said, and that's going to reimagine the game. It's going to be something different. It's a different kind of product, and it's going to uh, up to the players on what they want to be a part of. You've got you've got everything out there in terms of the information. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of opportunity. I mean, of course, this is business, but for the players to be, yeah. be screwed with or underpaid. Uh, you know, they're going to be able to negotiate these deals beforehand and they're going to know, you know, the route they need to take if their ultimate goal is to get to the NFL. If you're going to the XFL to one day in hope get to the NFL, uh, you know, there's work for you to do and there's also money for you to make, which is good as well. So you don't necessarily have to get to the NFL. That's the, the great thing about this is that you're going to be in the XFL as a player. And you're going to be playing, and and you shouldn't have to, and, and and you won't, I don't think, be thinking, damn it, I can't wait to get out of this league and make it to the NFL. Uh, you're, you're going to hopefully be having fun and getting paid enough uh, for your, the work you put in into that league. And the XFL's trying their best, at least, to give that opportunity to the players uh, with their presentation that we heard about at the Combine this week. And uh, that's this week's show. A lot of structure there, Jake. Were you, were you really excited that we're, it's so compartmentalized and we're very orderly this week? I know you're a big fan. I, of I that do like I do like that a lot of structure, but I, I I still hope it's completely up in the air for uh well is it Tuesday when the Tampa coach gets announced? Yes, yes, Tuesday the yeah. Tampa coach gets announced. We recorded this super late on a Friday night, 
So for our general patrons listening early on Saturday and in that tier, uh, maybe they don't know who the Tampa Bay coach is. If you're listening to this on the regular podcast feed and uh, it's Sunday or Monday, you might already know. It's already come out maybe who the Tampa coach is. And I just want to say I told you it was going to be Brad Johnson. The whole time. I knew it. <laughs> Alan, if I can say one more thing about the tier system. If, you, if you're a fan and you love the tier system that the XFL is doing, you're going to love the tier system over on our Patreon. Check it out. Patreon.com forward slash this is the XFL show. Don't forget. Uh, tons of tiers there. You could be on this show. Don't forget, guys. I think the XFL <sighs> took it from us, right? Tiers maybe? Yeah, and sh- what, we're, we're not going to limit how many are in the tier either. I'm, no, shedding, sure. I'm shedding so many tiers. That was such a perfect segue. Wait, wait a go, Brian. <laughs> Let's end it on that. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to our gentle patrons. And remember, at XFL Show on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Twitter. And, of course, the number to call 724-565-4XFL anytime. Uh, Give us your thoughts on who the coaches will be. Uh, Let us know what you're voting for in our Patreon polls or any of our other polls or any other topic you want to broach. Call in. Be heard. We love playing back the voicemails on the air. Uh, Before we get out of here, though, real quick, Vince, want to change your mind? Do you really believe it's still Jim Levitt? Yeah, I do. I do. (laughs) Vince is a perfect example of someone who doesn't believe what he he reads always. But in this case, I think you should. (laughs) All right, for Jake, for Vince, for Brian, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Tell them, Vince. Remember, they're listening.